Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Our faith has become tainted. Our morals broken. Biblical moral instruction outside of religion seems a thing of the past during these times where they're most needed. Whilst the founding fathers of the United States created through faith the very foundation on which you stand, those that think they are higher than you and your Bill of Rights try to stand over it. It is your moral and respective duty as an American to protect those you love against anybody or any entity that threaten health, freedom and the right to take up arms for the defence of your family. It is your moral duty to consider off-the-grid living, barter and trade within local communities so that you always have a backup plan outside of forced government law. It's time to take back your towns, cities and country. It's time to take back that which has been stolen from you, whether it be property, moral foundation or most importantly, the love of family. So let's do this with your host Tara Beth, right here and now on Harvesting Truth. Good evening, everyone. This is Tara Beth, and you're tuned in to Harvesting Truth on the Overthrow Network. It is Sunday night, the 28th, making it the first week in summer, and boy, has it been hot. And I'm not referring to the temperature, people, because actually where I live, uh, out here in the Pocono region in Pennsylvania, it's been unusually cool. But what I'm talking about is the heat that the federal government has been bringing on the people. And when I tell you the heat is on, I mean it. I don't just say these things about every incident that passes. I'm also not trying to cause controversy where there isn't any. What's happening right now in this country is rapidly becoming more than a widespread controversy. It's become a full-blown attack on early American history and principles. What a crazy thing. (laughs) Um, This is what's happening. The government is attempting to erase history so that way it could burn out any. And if you don't understand what I mean by that now, I'm hoping by the end of the show you will. This isn't the first time that it's happened. In 1917, the Bolshevik Jews burned books, mostly Christian texts, that didn't align with communist beliefs. And this is exactly what's happening with this whole Dixie flag controversy. You see, history is repeating itself. And also the, um, the Bolsheviks, that wasn't the first time that happened either. There have been periods of time where um, history was being erased because they didn't want um, the essence of those people to come back again, to rise up and, and defeat them in the future. Because um, the enemy... Okay, the enemy goes way back. They just keep rearing its head and and sinking in and rearing its head. So when they're when they're in power, they want to do everything to eliminate when the good people come and rise, you know, rear their heads, you know. So um, the thing is, is throughout time, it's pretty much been uh, the same war, but a series of many different battles. But the way I'm seeing what's happening now is the feds have declared war on the Bill of Rights. Now, we know that um, there have been many times where they've squashed our uh, freedom of speech or squashed this or or made laws that go against the Bill of Rights. Yes, we know that. But the way it's happening now is pretty hardcore. (laughs) Um. For example, the passing of TPP, um, the tariff wars, again, it's been going on since the beginning of this country. TPP is a pretty big victory for, um, I guess, 
if you want to bring the essence of all the people, starting with the Federalist and then the Whigs and then the um, uh, the Whigs and then the Republicans, which like during Lincoln's time, and then now we're dealing with both parties are actually uh, completely bought out. That's, they've gone to this point. But so TPP is a big victory for all of those people throughout history, the, you know, that they hold hands through time. And also they have um, federalized gay marriage. So they have openly shown the people that they will not respect states' rights or our inalienable rights, as they call it, no longer. They will not respect it. And they are boasting. Um, They're working to take down our flags, our monuments, memorials, uh, to remove any or all merchandise that has the stars and bars. Well, you know, the Northern Virginia battle flag, which they're calling the Dixie flag or the Confederate flag, or as if that flag is um, the only flag of the entire South. That was actually, uh, that's actually inaccurate. And a lot of the, a lot of the nonsense that the media is pushing about this flag is actually very inaccurate. And I hope to dispel some of those myths with you tonight. Um, as long as I can keep myself on board here, I may go off on tangents. You know, it happens. But you see, the feds don't want you to know about the last um, Jeffersonian modeled economy that this country had before it became forcibly industrialized, which was during the what I call the uncivil war because there was nothing civil about it. Um, the antebellum period for those who don't know what the antebellum is, it was the Christian bucolic lifestyle that the South enjoyed before the invasion of the North. Um, the Yankees, you know, they call it the Civil War and they they pretend that it was about slavery, but the South, the South actually fought in self-defense because they were being attacked by the North um, they were defending state and citizen sovereignty. It wasn't about slavery. Slavery, I mean, the generals, the major generals, um, General Lee, <clears throat> he said, as well as um, Davis, they basically said that slavery was going to wean itself out. It was pretty much already going out the door. So that had nothing to do with it. It was all about money. And um, I, I'm just going to keep on I, okay, there are so many different pieces of history that I want to tell you, and I, and I don't want to just blurt it all out. I'm going to try to keep things organized. So, uh, yes, there were slaves, uh, but there were also slaves in the North. And the war on the South, it was about money. It was business as usual for the federal union types. Okay? So, tonight I'm going to give you this cliff note version of early American history up to the uncivil war because it's so important i i feel that it is so important that we as americans come together and we have a common thing to fight for today and the fact that so many of us are divided is a major problem in getting our nation back to a small government system where we rule not the businessmen where they are bound by us not we are bound by them And unless you are on board with our forefathers and um, the the anti-federalists, these are the ones that I'm talking about, they were the federalist forefathers, um, but unless you get on board with with these people who have continued to fight these other same people, then you're not not here to fight for America. And there's a lot of those um, voluntary type people out there who adopt these Jeffersonian models of the past into their philosophy, but they reject the idea of American government. So to me, those people are a walker between worlds, and as God said, they're lukewarm and he will just spit them out. You're not gonna you're not fighting for anything. You're not even picking a side. You're just kind of you're you're trying to reinvent the wheel. When really you just have to learn your roots and we have to get in touch with our heritage and uh what we're bonded to. And we need to come together. And the walls that are dividing us, that the media and all these things that are putting there, these walls need to come down. And we need to come together and we need to take our country back. 
and um, we need to do it accordingly to what our forefathers intended it to be, not the Federalist ones. <laughs> so um, it may be it may be a little confusing for people who don't know history, um, but I'm going to try to clear that up. If you if you stick around and listen to my show, you're going to hear a lot about American history because it's pretty important to me. You know, I'm not going to have every night is going to be the American History Channel, but you're going to see me reference it often because everything I am about is is attached to my heritage, to um, the Israelite people, to what I believe this land was intended for. More on that another time. <laughs> but first I want to talk about what is happening now. Then I'll get into some history so we can see how this is the same war that we've been fighting since the revolution. Only difference is the timeline and the battles. But the spirit of both opposing forces is still the same. And we as Americans have to pick the side of the people or this nation will be falling to its very worst state possible. And if your eyes are open now, then you already know we are not far from this place where many of us don't want to be. And I imagine if you're listening to my show, um, you probably have, you're probably at least aligned with the fact that we're for freedom, we're for liberty, and we don't want big government. We don't want the police state. We don't want um, the fear of us living free lives or homeschooling or doing anything that we feel um, we are at liberty to, that God had given us a right to do that, not to mention the forefathers who have been fighting these battles to give that to us. So, um, yeah, well, if your eyes are open, then you know, and, um, and you know what we need to get behind and what we need to stand for. So let's do that (laughs) Uh, because they're really, they're really attacking us right now. And uh, we can't just let them do that. You know, like we have to make a stand. I'm not saying do anything violent or God, no, 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 no. Um, what I'm saying is, is that, you know, we need to start speaking up. We need to start getting together and, and, um, we have to find the common cause. I mean, let's, you know, get to our roots in America. Otherwise, are you fighting for globalism or something like, okay. Um, yeah, we want to get back to, um, erase the, the centralization of the banks and the centralization of government and the centralization of business and the monopolization of this and of that. We need to get rid of all of those things that are making us debt slaves and being controlled um, every little facet, you know, and watched and stuff like the NSA and all that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, all this stuff that's going on, all the Agenda 21 and things like that, like this is just, whoa, big government overreach, you know. And um, and if we say, hey, man, you know, you got to stop taking our money so you can fund these crazy things that you're doing in the world and to us, um, and we're going to take the power back to our local and state and um, you're just going to have to, like, sit there and, you know, enjoy the wind or something. I don't know. <laughs> go on an island here. Like, why don't we give up an island or a little continent for them? And they can all just go there and they can rule one another and everyone is happy. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You think it could happen? Who knows? Crazier things happen. We'll see. But um, if you don't see that we have to fight to protect our rights, then you're not paying attention. So... Let me just grab your attention. Allow me to open your eyes to something, you know, to this, okay? Um, The Fed, okay, what's happening is the Feds are attacking the Confederation again, and they're trampling all over the First Amendment right to get their sucker punches in. And stupid people are going along with it because they think the Northern Virginia battle flag is a symbol of racist hatred, okay? That's how dumbed down and gullible people are. So... Thanks to national ignorance, one of the last battle flags representing Christian America, and um, I'm sorry, I'm on a phone and it's beeping in, so if you hear that, you know, just pretend you're on a phone call with me and I'm ignoring it. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, thanks to stupid people in our nation, the last battle flags of the Christian empire that like once lived in America was the antebellum is, was in the South. They lived a very, very bucolic, beautiful life. Um, that flag has, is under fire. It's being taken down. 
um, in South Carolina. I think it may have even happened already. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> while they're taking this flag down, and this is going on in a bunch of other places, not just in South Carolina, they're talking about um, all different sorts of things to erase the Confederate history. And they've been doing it before this happened, but now they're doing it full steam. They're doing it with the media behind them. So it's like, you know, a big bomb just dropped on people who love their heritage and want to, and want to um, appreciate the heritage has nothing to do with slavery. Okay. Seriously. If you think that you're an idiot anyway, so they're taking down these flags and they're, raising the flags of sodomy. Did you guys see the, have you seen the White House, like the the rainbow house? I'm sorry. It's no longer the White House. You know, we figured Obama, right? He's black, I guess, or some say he's half black, half Jew, whatever. So we thought, hey, he's going to move into the White House. He's going to paint the White House flag. It's going to be the black house. But, um, you know, it was just a joke. But no, actually, it's not a joke because he just made it into a gay house. So, okay, I, I think the black house would have been better. Now it's a gay house. Great. And um, not only that, during Hanukkah is a giant menorah. So it's a Jew house too. So it's a gay Jew house. Right. And these are the people that are calling the shots for all the other Americans who not are all aligned with those thoughts or beliefs. Okay, not everybody is going to agree with um, with the homosexual agenda and the promotion of it and all that kind of thing. It actually, um, you know, it actually disgusts some people. And the rainbow flag is more divisive to the American people than the Dixie flag, which is an, you know, an old flag. Most people would have just kind of like let it go, but no, they had to turn it into, ooh, the Dixie flag is a is the the SWAT sticker, it's just like the SWAT sticker. It's just like the, you know, Hitler, the man, the devil incarnate, and, you know, all of these crazy fairy tales. And just mind your history. And, you know, there's another thing, too, is that a lot of people in the liberty movement, a lot of people that have their eyes wide open to a lot of things, um, I'm talking at a very high level where they're seeing the enemy more clearer than most. And I'm sure some of you would know what I'm talking about. But um, a lot of the people in the movement, they seem to be, their their um, intelligent history is uh, majorly focused on World War II and what was going on in Nazi Germany. And um, that history itself is actually, it's it's important that you research it. And um, check out Victor Thorne's book, Holocaust Exposed, I think it's called. You can check it out on American Free Press. It's just a little book that will kind of um, open you up to, okay, here, here are the facts. Here are what they're saying. It's dispelling the facts of, of that time in history. And, um, and I think it's important that people learn this too. But the thing that I've noticed is a lot of people in, in this movement are um, heavily focused on that. And they're not paying attention much at all to um, the American history. So what I'm saying is, is, you know, all right, guys, maybe we can back a little bit off of that and start getting back America because what, Nazi Germany is not America. Okay. Even if it's, if it's as great as, you know, you discovered it to be or whatever it is that you think is so whatever, it's still not as cool as America. Okay. And American history is needs to come first. So, that's what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to fill you guys in on this stuff. And I really hope that everyone's going to start um, getting in touch with their roots and, uh, and in touch with their nation. So that way all the different people of the, of the states will come together and say, hey, man, we all want to secede. We don't want to be part of this terrible union. We're done. So, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Rainbow House. Great. <laughs> oh, America's America. It's Babylon. All right. So um, I'm going to talk about the recent shooting of the innocent blacks by a man who, well, apparently had a serious problem with black people. At least that's how the story uh, goes. I trust the media as much as I trust the federal government, and that means zero. So, But for now, this is a report on Dylan Roof as a um, supposed whacked out Confederate that was racially motivated to kill a bunch of black people because he wanted to start uh, Ignite. When I think of race war, I think of, oh, the thing that the media is trying to do, 
trying to get all of the black folks to hate white people. And the school system is also working hand in glove with that by teaching white privilege and all these kinds of things, white guilt and all that. So, so when, you know, when I hear people say, Oh, the race war, I'm like, Oh, you mean the thing that the government's trying to do? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know much about the details of the killing of the killing spree itself, but um, what has taken place since it happened is, you know, what I, what I've been talking about. Um, The whole charade that the media is playing on the people is that somehow a flag became racist. And when some kid decided he was going to gain national attention and spark the race war, well, you know what? The race war hasn't happened. Sorry to tell you that, Rufi. You know, killing people while studying the word together is pretty sick. And that's not going to help anyone. And most likely, it won't start a race war either. You know, I don't think so. Although, although, if you think of it, the help, he has been helping. He's actually, he's giving help to, all the help he's given is going straight to the scumbags in D.C., Okay, the corporate mouthpieces, they're using the shooting spree to boast their last ditch effort to destroy independent sovereignty in America once and for all. Because that's what the history is about. So there you are, Dylan Roof, helping the enemy eliminate their competition by erasing our Christian history. Bravo. The flag they want to come down means more than the uninformed realize. Those who understand what really went down during the war will not call it the Civil War because it was an invasion. The Confederates were defending their people and their states from serfdom, and nothing they did was illegal, which would even warrant such a bloody attack to begin with. If you think, if you think the war was about slavery, you swallowed a huge lie, and you need to research the facts. And um, the North were far more hostile towards the Negro than the majority of the South. And the North did own slaves, okay? On the slave ships, there were the, the Federalist flag, the, the um, Star-Spangled Banner. They weren't the Virginia battle flag. <laughs> so uh, uh, it's just that where's the logic, you know? Uh, the the man, Emancipation uh, Proclamation, it didn't free a single slave. It was – that whole pro- proclamation was a war measure to force – the slaves of to basically take the slaves away from the southerners and because they were because actually there were a lot of confederate um confederate soldiers that were black they were fighting beside their their masters and um yeah slavery was it's not cool human are not chattel it's it's a terrible thing but you need to understand that the times were different okay so let's keep things into perspective let's not let our sensitivities get in the way of what was going on at that time um, the things that you think of as slavery where, you know, like roots and all these things where these people just, um, they're chained and they're whipped and they're, they're so ill-treated. That was actually very rare. Okay. A lot of the people who had slaves after they freed them, the, the slaves still lived with them. They still, they cared for the kids. Their slaves were like, they would ride in the, in the same cab as them and stuff like that. While the people up in the North would look at a Southerner if they saw them on, on a train or, you know, like whatever they, uh, somebody wrote a letter that I read way back in the day and I'm sorry, I don't have it handy, but basically what it said was he was, he was just writing down his thoughts about how this Southern Belle was with her two babies and her slave who was a black girl and she sat beside her and they giggled and the kids loved him and they were, they were friendly and, and loving people together. Okay. And he was just talking about how disgusted he was, that how they were, you know, and it's just like, so the idea that, oh, the South is a bunch of racist, this, that, and the other thing, it's just, it's so wrong. It's so wrong. It's, you know, the victors, they rewrite history. And that's true. It's absolutely true. Because there's so much history out there. Oh, you know, by the way, there is a fellow named Paul Angel. Oh, God, I hope I got the right name. He is um he's on this network, Overthrow Network, and he is, I guess, like the main editor, managing editor for the Barnes Review, which is a historical newsletter. 
or it's like a magazine. And a lot of these people, they share what they've learned from, from old textbooks and things like that, you know, not, um, or old novels that were written during times of history that these people are writing about, not, not the college textbook versions of history. So it's a really cool newsletter, but anyway, he's got a pretty good, um, I'm sure a pretty big following. A lot of people like that Barnes review. And, um, I don't know. I, I'm actually curious if he's been covering all of this history, too, because I'm still a student to it. I, I have a lot of passion because of the things that I do know. I know it's, like, so important. Um, but anyway, I'm going off track here. So let me uh, let me think. I'm sure what I was going to say was good. <laughs> you know, let me go to my Facebook page. And I want to share with you the attacks that have been going on with the North. Yes, and that's what I was talking about. How great. Okay, so the North rewrites the history, okay? And they have control of the media. You can understand that the government, the corporations, the media – all of the branches of the government, which are completely unconstitutional in whatever way it is, it's just not right. Um, you know, when they're running the school systems, they're running all these uh, programs and all this kind of stuff. They work to they work in harmony, okay, to basically fulfill their agenda, which is no money, no money. <laughs> Um, and it actually goes a little deeper than that, too, just about um, wiping off God's children from the earth. But, you know, I won't get too radical on you. So anyway, there's a lot of things on television that you could see, a lot of movies uh, and, and television um, sitcoms and things like that that push agenda. And I can't even watch this stuff. I can see it, like, you know, point, but it's just amazing that some of the, a lot of Americans just sit there and eat it up as if, oh, yeah, this is how we all should be. But notice how they portray the South to come off as dumb, redneck, uh, buffoons, okay, dumb farmers. You know, farmers are dumb and, and all that kind of thing. They just completely paint the South, I mean, they're still abusing the Southerners. So you have to ask yourself, why? Why are they doing that? Why did they completely invade the South, pillage the villages, rape the women, took all their land? I mean, the Reconstruction era Oh, I'm going to do an episode on the Reconstruction Era. I'm going to talk about all of the horrible things that have gone on during that. I'm going to talk about some of the horrible things that gone on during the war. I'm going to tell you it all. And it's already half past the hour, so I may not be able to get to that today. But what was going on during the Reconstruction Era and all this kind of thing, I had a woman who lives in the South, and she's a Facebook friend of mine. She's actually kind of a new friend of mine. And um, she said... You know, with all of these attacks that are happening, it's like the reconstruction all over again. She said it's it just never really ended, but it's it's coming on full force. And let me tell you some of the things that they have been doing. Okay. Now, um NAACP asked local flag store to stop selling Confederate merchandise. Oh, okay. So um, all of those Black Lives Matter group, uh, NAACP, anything that has the color black skin with it is going to now um, go on their their tirade, you know, their parade of marching into stores that sell flags and say, could you please not sell that? It hurts my feelings. Uh, so... Yeah, we're going to be seeing a lot more of that, okay? And here we go. National Cathedral to remove Confederate stained glass. Oh, how awful is that? It's in Washington. And they are thinking, you know, oh, well, it could offend someone. And it's, you know, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy that the Confederacy is actually 
what if, you know, people say, oh, this isn't a Christian nation. Yeah, it isn't a Christian nation. You're right. Because the Federalists took it over. And they've centralized everything. And they've, you know, they basically got out. Uh, they've eliminated God from the public sphere. Now they're going to eliminate the way of life from the public sphere completely. And they're using it by deleting the flag. And deleting the history. Because there is also thing of the General Lee that was in a public building that people are talking about removing. Um, and you know what, though? People are fighting back. There were uh, hundreds of people in Tampa Bay, Florida, that got together and had a flag rally and was like, hey, we're just hanging out. It's not about racism. It's about our heritage. You know, You know the saying, not hate. Heritage, oh no, heritage, not hate. That's that's the truth. It's and and the cause. The cause was grand. You know, don't tell me that it's about something that I know it's not, and that anyone who could, you know, you could even go into. There's a Gettysburg Museum, which is different than the actual battlefield, but there's a place out there. It's it's called Gettysburg Museum, and their logo it says, "We do not." We um we do not submit to politically history. So there's a lot of people out there. I mean, you have all those reenactors too. You know, they know a lot of stuff. They're going to tell you um, the. I mean, they know like things for, like strike by strike and what what they were framed. You could read the letters of these generals of these soldiers and all these things, and you can see the intentions. You look at you listen to uh or if you read a lot of the generals of north and Abe Lincoln and stuff like that they were i guess you know what the what the people who call people racism all the time they were really racist they were so by their logic should we be taking down all of the other flags too because because those generals um they they were preaching racism you know what i mean ay uh, ay it's it's a mess um, Shreveport NAACP calls for removal of Confederate monument from a courthouse. The NAACP, what did I just say? They're they're running around and they're talking about removing stuff. Um, removal of Jefferson Davis statue from Kentucky Capitol. Mm-hmm. Uh, a film critic calls for the banning of Gone with the Wind. <laughs> Oh, it's pathetic. It's just so pathetic. Then there's uh, the Black Panthers chairman saying that um, he wants, they're talking about a rebellion. They want to kill all slave masters. Um, I think all slave masters are dead right now because slavery does not exist in America anymore. I think there's still a slavery in Africa, though, if you want to go over to Africa and, um, you know, take care of them. But they'd be black, so that might not work because you really just want to kill whitey, right? Um, well, maybe they should rethink the slave master thing because the blacks actually sold their own to a lot of the um, Jewish trade dealers. So, yeah, you know, yeah, there were there were some some uh, white folks that definitely had slaves, but geez, do you realize how small of a minority it was? And it was a very small minority. It was. of the South didn't own, and that is a very generous number because I've heard other numbers where it was like not even 10% had slaves, and I don't know how true that is. And, I mean, you can go to a lot of different places for a year, statistics and stuff like that, but, you know, to actually consider that a battle flag was about slavery and that all of the South were racist um, slave owners, they were, you know, just awful people is is about as crazy as the idea that you know um hitler was able to gas six million jews and there is not any evidence to show that so you know these these are really radical radical ideas that people just need to stop believing and it's because um the television is their god you know and uh that's a that's a real bummer but Yeah, so um, I'm afraid that if I get really into the history, then I 
But anyway, this is a pretty big deal because there are a lot of people who are not happy about some punk drug addict committing a heinous crime. And now somehow the entire South is being punished for it yet again. And like my friend said, and I agree with her, it's like the reconstruction all over again. You know? Maybe I should actually get down to what it really is. Okay, what's really happening here is there is a war between Christian people who wish to abide by their simple commandments and not have sin shoved in their faces or their children's faces against those anti-Christian, atheist, communist, Bolshevik, federalist types, okay? Whatever you want to call it, they're all the same. Um, Those who don't realize that, you know, they're fighting, they're fighting a simple people for nothing aside from for the one who is telling them to do it, (laughs) which is the TV, which is the school systems, which is the federal government that, you know, they themselves piss and moan about them overreaching and taking all their money and, you know, and they're barely having enough money to live and the inflation and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, well, stop supporting them then. And people don't get that. There's like a major disconnect that if you're supporting gay rights, all you're supporting is rubbing it in Christians' faces. We don't care if you're gay. You want to be gay, go for it, you know, but they want to rub it in our faces. And the states should have had the right to decide whether or not they wanted to take away the uh, sanctity of, of matrimony and change the, change the meaning of marriage, you know. But they could have very well, you know, these couples could have very well done the justice of the peace and all this kind of thing. They had, they had rights. It's not like they were treated less than human, you know. It's not like, you know, they have the same fight for for their rights as, um, you know, I guess the blacks did when they were, when they got rid of the Jim Crow laws and things like that, you know? So, you know, they're acting like they're an oppressed people. And, um, the only way that they can be unoppressed is if they rub in the faces, you know, they force churches to, to marry them, or, you know, they make Christians say that God, God is, God will take you into heaven. Like the Pope, (laughs) the Pope is actually saying, and I'm not saying that homosexuals don't go to heaven or anything like that, but the road to heaven is not just homosexuality. And if you want to live in God's grace, then you want to follow his, his simple rules, and that's um, marry and multiply and, and be strong with your family and fight through, the, you know, fight through everything together. And, you know, God, God made a design for families. It's cool like that. It's a pretty cool thing, you know, and people who don't have it are missing out, and they're really pissed. So what do they do? They're going to rub their sexuality and everything in their faces. So when you put up that flag, okay, that rainbow flag, or when you light up the White House with a rainbow flag, or, you know, people are putting these filters on Facebook where it's like, oh, I support what the federal the Federalists are doing. It's like, yeah, well, you know what? You're a jerk because all you're doing is supporting rubbing it in our faces. That's all you're doing, you know, and it's like, please, Go go ahead and live together, and um, you know you're not going to be able to raise a family. But then again, the government will help you out. You can adopt a family. Sure, why not? Here, here's some puberty blockers for everybody. We'll just turn people into whatever they want to be because you know whatever way the wind blows, that's that's how it is. It's a new world. So, um, wow, that was a hell of a rant. <laughs> but yeah. Um, What's going on here is the the people who don't want Christianity, they don't want um, an agricultural... Oh, yeah, and did you know that? That part of the war, it was fought over money, it was fought over business, but the South were agrarian. Okay, just as God likes it, God likes farms and stuff. And I'm talking about the biblical God, if you don't know that by now. Then, um, well... Now you know. <laughs> but they were agrarian. They were against national banking. Um, in fact, one of Lincoln's biggest thing was putting on the national banks and stuff like that. And he, when he was fighting, when Abraham Lincoln was fighting Stephen Douglas, he was, tell, he was putting down Jackson, President Jackson, who um, defeated the bankers 
uh, previous years prior in the Jacksonian period. And, um, yeah, he was a pretty awesome dude, you know. Yeah, he owned slaves and things like that, I'm sure. Not everything about him was great. Um, again, but it was the times. But anyway, Jackson defeated the bankers. And he, uh, Abe Lincoln was, used, like, one of his major criticisms on Stephen Douglas about how Andrew Jackson was a horrible person and he was a lawbreaker and, you know, that can never happen again. And blah, 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 blah. And, um Abe Lincoln was also a huge uh, admirer of Henry Clay, and he was a Whig party, and he was a very fierce advocate for central banking. So Link, the whole war was about centralized banking. That's really what it was about, was to set things up and to make it easier for the, the Federal Reserve down the road, you know, um, and that's in essence that's what it that's what it was about where the south they were living independently in sovereignty and um they were living with the republic and they had the protection of their statesmen and and when when abe said you know this is what we want to do and we have to do it for the union and he packaged it all nice you know he's like obama he said all these great things but really underneath it all it's criminal Oh, in fact, Obama's biggest um, fan. I mean, Obama admires Abe Lincoln very much so. So, again, history repeats. Unfortunately, though, we don't have um, a star candidate, you know, like a, a star person in the limelight right now. We get a lot of phonies because both parties are completely bought. So right now, the people who um, you do want to listen to, you would have a hard time finding them. You'd have to be really uh, attentive and and um, aggressive and wanting to know what it is that you, you know, aggressive in this, in this truth. You know, like um, American Free Press, man, they're reporting to you guys what's going on. You know, like this is the kind of people that you want to listen to, not the people who are bought. But yeah, so um, and the South, they lived agrarian. They, their model was uh, very was small governments, you know, and it was ruled by the people. And it was, you know, all the all the stuff that the America that you deep down inside that you know you want to live. It was like the voluntary principle, like where you know everyone just kind of they all had their own backyard gardens. They exchanged food. They, um, you know, whatever whatever mood of exchange for uh, goods or currency, it all worked out. It was fine, okay. But no, then you get these big criminal bankster types that said, "No, you must join us or die." And hence, you have the Civil War. That's what happened. But um, hmm. I wrote some notes down, and since I only have 15 minutes left, my goodness, I wanted to tell you guys about the Anti-Federalists and the Federalists, and then I wanted to get into the Whigs and the Jacksons. And so um, I, I, I'm starting to <laughs> understand here that I haven't even chipped the history. So what we will be doing is – over my shows is I'm going to just lock in on certain things and I'm going to talk to you about it and I'm going to show you how it relates to today. Um, but just a, just a quick going over with the, um, the founding of the, of after, after the revolutionary war, there was another war that you don't really know about because the battle was through letters it wasn't a bloody battle. And what it was was when the founders kind of vulnerable, there was a huge proposal thrown onto their lap, and it was like either you do it or everything that we just fought for, everything that you just fought for is going to um, become an issue and we're going to be at war again kind of thing. That's what, That's what I got out of it. But here's the thing, when this when this country was founded, everyone says, Oh, the founding fathers, the founding fathers, they were they were, they were broken into two forces. There was the good seed and there was the bad seed. And they were the anti federalists and they were the federalists. And the anti federalists were uh the Patrick Henry's and um things like that. And the the federalists were 
well, Jefferson, Jefferson is hard to say. I, um, he is definitely the on the anti-federalist side, but during this debate, this war that I'm telling you, it's called the Great Debate, by the way. Um, I think Jefferson, Thomas Jefferson was in France, so he was kind of out of the loop a little bit. And, um, you know, the other forefathers, like um, Benjamin Franklin and stuff like that, he was kind of on the cusp too, but he made a lot of really good points for the uh, anti-federalist side. But um, in the end, you know, I don't know. So anyhow, there were, like I said, the Federalists were basically for um, big government and the Anti-Federalists were like, no, man, what's wrong with the Articles of Confederation? So isn't it amazing that in the very founding, the Confederation and the, and the Federation were already at odds right at the very beginning. It was like the next day, <laughs> right after the revolution. I mean, they were barely wiping the blood off their uniforms, you know, and it was like, ugh, now we got to deal with the Hamiltons and the Madisons and all of these D-bags that are trying to take everything that we fought for, but, you know, do it in a studious and linguistic manner so that way everyone gets all tripped out and, and you know, confused. And then what ended up happening at that was um, the Constitution was the ratification. Now, the anti-federalist forefathers didn't want it. The federalists did. And instead of fighting, instead of, you know, going on with it, they um, they settled for, the anti-federalists settled for, like, you know, rewriting some parts of it. And then um, then they, uh, Bill of Rights. That's, that's a pretty big deal, you know. Um, without the Bill of Rights, we we would not be, as protected as we are. But guess what? That awesome Bill of Rights that was given to us by our anti-Federalist forefathers, the good guys, not the bad forefathers, (laughs) it's starting to lose its effectiveness. And um, just what's been going on in the first week, (laughs) the last two weeks alone says that, oh, the federal government is feeling really brave and I don't know, maybe I'm kind of flying over the edge here, but, and I've been paying attention to this stuff for a long time, but um, it seems like this is a major attack. This is a major attack for sure. I had a friend, side note, (laughs) a friend, his name is Tex Wood. Um, Not a close friend, just a Facebook friend. He, He posted a video with him and some people who I assume were close to him, probably about not even a half a dozen. And they were at an overpass and they were flying the Dixie and, you know, like, I guess every four cars, there was at least, you know, one in every four cars was honking and and approval. And, you know, you could hear the horns beep and blow. They're like, yeah, man, you know, we're not going to let them change our history. We're not going to let them, you know, sell. They're not going to sell us the lies, you know, screw the Yankees <laughs> kind of thing. And um, so a cop pulls up and the cop is asking for everybody's information. It's like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Um, can you give me all of your information right now? Because we're basically making a dossier and, um, yeah, we're going to put you on the hit. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But you know, we can assume history says that, yeah, they they take names and faces and they know how to recognize that stuff. So anyway, some people were nice and they said, oh, sure, officer, you know, my name is blah, 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 and I live on such and such. And and I guess um, a couple of people were like, no, man, you know, I'm I'm on public grounds and I'm just hanging out with my friends flying a flag. You know, I don't I don't see any reason why I should give you my information. And um, guy's like, okay. So it was cool because my buddy, t- he had this this uh, phone in his pocket or something. And cop didn't even realize the whole time it was being recorded. Next thing you know, a cop car pulls up. Next thing you know, another cop car pulls up. It was like nine cop cars lined up, like totally trying to intimidate these guys, you know. And this is action. This is this is people taking action. This is peaceful action. And I, I completely agree with this. And, I mean, I actually ended up – I just bought uh, my first battle flag because um, I never owned one. And, you know, I, I, live, I live in the north. I'm, a, I'm what is known as a copperhead. I basically am – I'm a Confederate chick, okay? I wear the copper coin. 
I don't know if you know the story about that, is um, Lincoln called the people in the North who, it's not even sympathized with the South because they weren't sympathizing with the South. They were basically on the same page as the South. They were Confederates. Okay, so they, he called them traitors and everything else, you know, every name in the book. Um, but the biggest one he thought he was funny was calling them copperheads. Now, the copperheads, you know, the Northern Confederates figured, hey, all right, yeah. So they wore it as a badge and they started wearing a copper penny on their, on their uh, like blazer or whatever, their, their suit. That way they could I- identify one another. As, um, you know, okay, yeah, cool. Northern Confederate, I know, you know, we know who each other are. It was kind of like a, eh, just a little cool signal. And um, wouldn't you know, I one day was at work and I was cleaning off the bar. I, I bartended for too many years. <laughs> anyway, I um, was cleaning off the bar and there was like a bunch of pennies and there was this one pendant that was absolutely awesome, totally my style. And it's a copper penny, and it has a brass cross stamped into it. And, of course, it, it's not – it's a real copper penny, not the fake copper Lincoln things on it, you know, whatever. It's actually, like, a real artist. I mean, this is a handmade thing. So cool. So, anyway, that is my that is my Confederate pride. I wear it on my body. Um, it is also my Christian pride, and it's, it's really cool. So thanks, God, for that. So, anyway, um, yeah, the copper has – Abe Lincoln – he offended habeas corpus, just like with Obama, just like with Bush on the Patriot Act and the NDAA. Um, but he actually imprisoned the Copperheads up north, and they were tortured in prison, and many of them were killed. Now, the northern uh, the prisoners from up north that were in the south, they were not ill-treated at all. But yet... You know, again, they they turn the South into these big boogeymen, and then they they make the North as these egalitarian heroes, and it is completely false. So it's like, even if you're not in the South, you should just get out there and just wave that flag just to say, screw you, man, you know? Because if there's any flag that is causing a huge division right now, it's the gay flag. It's like, you're dividing... You're dividing homosexual people from Christians. You're you're causing a fight between the two, and there's really no need to. You know what I mean? I don't I don't want to I don't want them to be in my face, man. I just want to I just want to live peacefully. You want to you want to do whatever you do behind closed doors, and just you keep it to yourself, man. Okay? But you don't need to seek my approval or or rub it in my face. You know, that's a divisive flag. Taking down the Christian agrarian. Uh, anti-centralized government flag is bogus. It's bogus, and and to me, it just it feels like it, it feels like a war measure. I don't. I mean, do you agree with me? Do you disagree with me? I mean, this is this is pretty serious. <laughs> um, I have I have friends who are in the League of the South. Okay. And um, of course, again, this is all internet friends. Like, you know, I'm I'm obviously not involved with the League of the South because I don't live in the South. <laughs> but um, because of my passion for Confederate history, um, I have found my way to make um, some good friends with people who are very, very well um, versed historians and things like that. You know, and um, they're. I will definitely admit that the the League of the South people are very angry with the black race. Um, and that's because they are well aware of the black on white crimes that are not being reported because they are paying attention. They're they're seeing it on the local level, like the local uh local news channels, they won't even discuss race, but you know, just by name you can tell that, you know, there's certain crimes. And um and you know they're they're constantly sharing these facts about this stuff, so they're they are pretty angry, and that's why maybe the Dylan Roof guy, uh, maybe he is real, you know. But there are people who think that he's a patsy just to ignite this whole thing that the government is doing, and you know who knows. But um, you know the whole the whole thing where things are staged and stuff like that, like you know that's all questionable, and that's also I think a divisive measure. So I'm not going to engage too much in that. So where it stands is 
this is what happened as I'm told. Um, you know, I'm not going to get into the details of the killing. I'm just going to tell you of what the aftermath is. I'll leave all that investigative stuff to, like, my homies, like uh, Dave Kahari and stuff like that. Those guys, Victor Thorne and, uh, you know, these these people who write for the AFP and stuff like that, like, they're really good at um, uh, tearing down any kind of illusions on stuff. So at least presenting to you all of the perspectives and, and letting you make up your own mind, um, which is important to people who are delivering message to you, you know, that they don't have an agenda, that they're just trying to share with you what they know and um, for you to make up your own opinion. But it looks like we have five minutes left of the show, and um, I want to talk with you about Freedom Palooza. Now, this is something that my actual immediate family, my husband um, is the main organizer for this festival, and um, there are some pretty great speakers that are going to be uh, there. And you know what's interesting was I, I I didn't have the list in front of me last time, and I don't now. <laughs> but Paul Fromm, okay, he's from the um, CCOC, Conservative, uh, Concerned Conservative something or other, Anyway, I read. I was um, cruising the internet and just checking out all this Dylan Roof stuff. And he, the, his uh, Dylan's hate manifesto, somehow they tied it back to this fellow, Paul Fromm, who is just so happened to be speaking at this festival. And um, I find that very interesting. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm going to meet a person who they are basically, you know, putting as almost to blame for these killings or something. I mean, not not pointing the blame, but the hate manifesto blame to um, this whole group in itself. But uh, we also have a bunch of great music and speakers and um, and we're camping. And, <laughs> and I'm already basically camping right now because we're going to be setting up for it in the next few days. We got Cindy Steele coming in from, um, I believe she's living in Idaho now. Cindy Steele just lost her husband, Ed Steele. Um, He's one of the three major brothers that we lost this past year, as well as Michael Collins Piper and James Traficant. uh, James Traficant and Miss Cindy Steele have been speaking, they were, they've been speaking at every event. This is going to be the first event where James Traficant is not going to be with us. Um, so this festival is in memory of our lost three brothers and um, Jim Traficant especially because, you know, he really was a part of this and uh, we're going to miss him. We're going to really miss him. Uh, this is the last year at this location and you guys, you know, if you're not far, I really suggest you come. It's going to be a good time. And um, check it out, freedompalooza.com. we got a Facebook page and all that good stuff. And uh, what else can I say besides learn, learn some American history? Um, don't do it online. <laughs> and don't do it through the school system. Uh, in fact, I will be more organized next week. I'm going to give you guys um, that history lesson. I, I did discuss a lot of historical things with you, but I'm going to um, I'm going to really lock it in and share with you some resources and things like that for people who want to get real serious into it. In the meantime, know that you're a part of something big and there is a calling for you and you get to decide which side you're on because it is us against them. It is small government against big government. That's what this America, that's what this battle in America is about. There's a battle coming and the biggest weapon right now is that they are confusing you. And they are making you think that um, they're they're erasing the history so that you don't even realize that there is a battle going on and they're just steamrolling right over us. So unless you heed to that calling and you stand up for sovereignty and for independence and to allow us to um, get away as debt slaves and go back to a more agrarian life. And I'm not talking about, you know, getting rid of technology and all that kind of thing. Technology could work to a a very good advantage, but it's not right now. And that's because of the powers that be. So um, 
know, just doing this stuff for a little bit. Next Sunday, I'm not sure if we're going to get into the history stuff because, again, I will be packing up from Freedom Palooza. Um, I will have some friends staying with us for the week, too. Uh, Cindy Steele is actually going to be staying at our house for a while, so perhaps I can get her on the show with me and you and I can talk about her husband if she's willing. I will talk with her about that this weekend, and we'll see if we can get her on. Uh, Trevor Labonte and his girlfriend, Corinna, will also be joining us at our house after the festival. So, And I'm sure they would love to come on. Um, boy, I wish I could. I wish I had a system where I could you know, have them do a set because they are just uh, beautiful musicians. I absolutely love them. Anyhow, if you're not going to make it, you're going to miss it. And, um, well, stinks for you. I wish you all a great night. God bless. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.